Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's going to be a good sports weekend. Got the Preakness, the Black Eyed Susan Stakes. Let's talk about that a little horse racing right now. Dick Girardi joins us now. Dick's been coming on the show for years. He was a columnist for the Philadelphia Daily News and joins us today thanks to our friends at betonline.ag. Dick, welcome in. How are you? You didn't take a flyer on the uh, on the long shot. Just throw a little two dollar bet for fun. Uh, I didn't, and, and it, even if I had a two dollar bet, wasn't going to cover my losses. <laughs> <laughs> How insane was that pace of the Derby? Yeah, I mean, fastest quarter mile, first quarter mile in history, uh, half mile under forty six seconds. That's as fast as it's been in years. Uh, and, and the crazy part was it was two horses coming out of Dubai who were 1-2, right? And, uh, the leader ended up finishing last, which that actually was the one bet I got right. I told some friends of mine, they said, who do you like for last? I said, the four. I said, this will be in front going fast and it'll be retreating. Uh, but, yeah, now that was crazy, and it obviously set it up and gave a horse like not that I would ever going to find them red strike, but a horse coming from way back, a chance they, they normally wouldn't have with a, with a reasonable pace. And, 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 you know, Epicenter to finish second with that pace, I thought was very impressive. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, I've watched the replay, I don't know, a dozen times, and he wasn't that far behind it, made a move kind of in the middle of it, and then was clearly going to hold off Bandit. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like he'd made two moves in the race, one to get the lead, one to hold it, and it was just a total fluke that the horse comes up on the inside and beats him. Yeah, I thought Epicenter ran great. That's the, that's the move that wins the Derby just about every year. I, I, it was, after the race, I walked up the tunnel, and I saw Steve Asmus in there, and I just shook my head. I said, Steve, I don't know what you got to do to win this race, but, I mean, the horse couldn't have run any better. Was that because to me that was a pretty taxing race, and I worry a little bit about Epicenter just two weeks later. I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think the way to look at it is in recent years, uh, the horse was either the Derby favorite or the horse that wins the Derby, a good horse. And I consider Epicenter a good horse, has always come back to run well. The uh, I mean, if you think of the the, the recent Baffert horses, they've all come back to duplicate their form in the Preakness. Maybe not. Maybe Medina Spirit, not last year, he ran third, but he kind of got in a little bit of a pace duel. But I think it's interesting. The two weeks thing, I think people, because we're so unused to horses running back in two weeks anymore at the top of the uh, thing, we just uh, are making assumptions that they won't be able to do it. I even go back to, like, Marty Jones, who had a taxing race in the Derby, set the Preakness record for margin of victory. Hmm. A fleet Alex, who just ran a heroic third. I mean, and you know these from, from the Arkansas Derby. Ran a heroic third in the Derby that just came back and crushed them in the Preakness. So I, I think the good horses, and I think Epicenter is one of them, not an issue coming back in two weeks from it. So you, you don't have a problem with the uh, even money line right now in Epicenter? I'd rather get the four to one we got two weeks ago, right? But <laughs> that's what you're dealing with when it's nine, uh, uh, eight horses or nine horses instead of twenty. You're not going to get the same price, and you don't have a lot of the Derby horses. So only three out of the twenty coming back in here. So, 
I don't mind it. Um, I think he's going to have to find an exacta to get some decent value here. Um, but, yeah, I, I got no problem with Epicenter. I just think he's like he was in Kentucky. And then when we talked, he was the most logical winner then, ran like we thought he would, and I think he's the most logical winner on Saturday. Let's move to Secret Oath because she has a lot of fans around here, and and I'm one of them. Uh, It was the most impressive horse I've seen uh, this year, and she won me some nice money uh, in the Oaks. I had a lot of confidence in her. What do you think about her running in the uh, Preakness Stakes and her chances? I I have no issue with it. I think it's a great move by Wayne Lucas. If she doesn't win, okay, well, she tried against the boys and she ran well. Uh, he's not going to run her against, it sounds like, the Saratoga, so he's going to need some time anyway. I, I, and I like Wayne just because he takes chances that other people don't take. And it's not like Phillies coming back in two weeks haven't done well in the Preakness. Just go back two years ago to Swiss Skydiver. Mm-hmm. She ran the Kentucky Oaks, came back, beat Authentic in the Preakness. And, of course, you go back to the great Rachel Alexander, who did the same thing in 2009. Won the Kentucky Oaks by 20 lengths, came back two weeks later in the Preakness and beat the Derby winner, mind that bird. So I don't, I think he's, I don't know that um, Secret Oath is of the caliber of Rachel Alexander. I mean, she was kind of a one in a million, uh, but I think she's certainly the caliber of Swiss Skydiver. And I think this field is about comparable to the field that ran in 2020. Uh, I think she's going to have to make up a couple of lengths on the numbers. But it's not like she can't do it. I, I, think, I think you're absolutely onto something. She gives you that same move race after race. Can't think of why she wouldn't run well. What did you think of uh, her race in the Oaks? I thought it was great. I mean, look, I like Ness. And she left Ness on the turn, and Ness just couldn't keep up. I thought it was just a super impressive move. Um, and I, I know Wayne was very confident all week, and it <laughs> He obviously had her as good as she can get. and I mean, you, you saw her in the Arkansas Derby. Yeah. I think he could make a really good case. She was the best horse in the race. Mm-hmm. Right? Missed the break. Uh, probably a premature move. Uh, got a little tired late, but I, I thought she ran great in the Arkansas Derby. So, yeah, I mean, she's just if, – if you put a line through that, I think she's won five straight against Philly. Now she's trying the Colts again, but I, I have no problem. I think she fits just fine. Okay, any big deal Phillies running with Colts? Not for me. Uh, it's done routinely on turf. Uh, and in Europe, it's done all the time in all the big races. Over here, we come, because there are so many race, big races restricted to Phillies, I mean, like really good races like the Kentucky Oaks, there really isn't a reason to do it very often. Uh, but when you do, it needs to be a special kind of Philly, and I think Secret Oath has proved that she is that. Do I think she's going to win? No. Would I be shocked if she wins? Absolutely not. I think... She's at worst the third choice uh, behind early voting and may very well be the second choice. Okay, we were talking about this yesterday. You know, track and field. Men are going to run a faster time than women. Yep. Uh, we look at the world. Yep. Is that the same in horse racing? Yep. or do I mean, because I don't keep up with times and races. Are, are Phillies and the uh, and the mayor, are they the, do they have the same times in the, you know, in the mile and 16th? Are they equal most of the time, or is, it, is there a gap? Yeah, it, it's a gap, but it's very slight and much less than in comparison to like a human swimmer or runner or a basketball player or a regular athlete. Yeah, horses can compete much on much more equal footing in horse racing. But yeah, there's a very, very slight gap. You can tell it just by kind of averaging time of, say, fillies in the same class as called, say, 10 claimers or mm-hmm. an allowance race, non-winners of one other than 
ultimately the Phillies over time will run a little bit slower, but not dramatically so. Who's someone we should someone else we need to keep an eye on the preakness? Well, I, I think the, the horse that fascinates me is Creative Minister, the two. Uh, I, I actually watched him in his first start at Gulfstream. I got lucky. I hit it exact. I probably shouldn't have hit when he finished second. Uh, he's come back to win twice since then in a, in a maiden race and an allowance. He actually run, ran on Derby Day early in the card. I thought the rail was no good on Derby Day. And it, Creative Minister was on the rail the whole race till the top of the stretch. Came out and ran by an allowance field. It has a number comparable to Secret Oath's number in the Kentucky Oaks. And they're putting the connections are putting up 150,000 to supplement him because he wasn't nominated for the Triple Crown. That tells you they're pretty confident. Hmm. Uh, I think I think he's a live force, and he's listed as I'm looking at the uh, the bet online odds at the moment. He's listed at 12 to one, and I think that's probably what you'll get on race day. But if you can lock that in now on bet online, I would do it because uh, I I think that's a really good price. And you also might want to consider that epicenter creative minister exactly. It's going to be an 8-2 on Saturday. We're talking with Dick Girardi. He's uh, joining us thanks to our friends at betonline.ag. Has the, the, with the secret oath not running in the uh, black-eyed Susan, is that taking a, a little away from it? You know, it's interesting. In recent years, the Kentucky Oaks winner almost never runs with the black-eyed Susan. It's hmm. weird, right? They can run back in two weeks in the Preakness but they never do in the Derby. So it, it doesn't because typically their next start, the winner of the Oaks, this is unusual that Wayne is bringing Secret Oak back in the Preakness, but typically the next one wouldn't be until New York, uh, like the Mother Goose or the Acorn or the Coaching Club. So, yeah, it's not unusual. There was a time when there was kind of a Philly triple crown with the Black Eyed Susan being in the middle of it, but that really hasn't been the case for years. In fact, the Black Eyed Susan is not even a great one anymore and hasn't been for a while. Who do you like in that race? Yeah, I, I find that race perplexing, to be honest with you. I, I've looked at it uh, like five times, and my head hurts every time I look at it. <laughs> I, I will get, I'll just, we'll give you a long shot that I think might have a chance, only because I've seen, I've seen her uh, locally at parks, so this is not a homer pick. Morning Macha, the 13, has been waiting all year for a, a hot pace in front of her. She may finally get it in this race uh, in the Black Eyed Susan, and she's going to be a gigantic price. She's listed at 20 to 1. I don't know that she can win, but if you're playing tries or supers or exactors, include the, uh, including, include Morning Mosh in the 13th. Uh, with the small field in the Preakness, we're, not gonna, oh, we're probably not going to have a, a long shot like that, are we? An 80 to 1 to even mm-hmm. bet on? There won't even there won't be an eighty to one in the race, right? It's just because of the nature of it. You only get eighty to ones anymore in the Derby in these twenty horse fields. I mean, the longest price Fenwick is listed at fifty to one um, in the uh, in the morning line. He was kind of the last second entrant, finished last in the Bluegrass. I don't know that it'll be fifty, just because it's hard to get that high uh, in the Preakness. Um, and the Preakness is always, and I want to say always, but generally. A true run race in the Derby. This was not a true run race this year because of the pace. That's not likely to happen here because you don't have those super fast, crazy horses we saw in the Derby. They've either gone back to Japan or Dubai or California or somewhere. 
Uh, so yeah, we're not. I don't think we're having 80, 80, 80 ones on Saturday. We're talking with Dick Girardi, and uh, Dick, I saw a pretty neat bet on. Uh, you know, it's different with BetOnline.ag. Uh, you can bet. Will there be a wire to wire winner? And yes, is yep. uh, plus four twenty five right now. Isn't this a it, to me? This is a race where Epicenter could jump out and and go wire to wire. He absolutely could. I think the most likely early leader is early voting. Uh, who right now is is a a little higher. I think he's going to be probably like nine to two, something like that, by the time we finish. And that's essentially what the wire to wire is, right? That's like a little over four to one. So I like mm-hmm. that bet. On on your theory, let's say, how would you like to have epicenter two in front? And you got you got plus four twenty five instead of the even money you're going to get for him to win. And if he doesn't make the front, early voting does. Early voting has a chance to win. Uh, not my first choice. But he almost won the Wood Memorial. Uh, Mo Donegal caught him right at the end. And you remember Mo Donegal ran really well in the Derby. Mm-hmm. With a, with a flying, closing fifth. So that's a, that's a pretty good race. So I think either of those two could be in front. I think early voting the most more likely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a guess on that. Just to give you an extra play, and the fact that it's over 4-1. to one, and As I said, the best thing of all would be, wouldn't it be nice to have Epicenter out there with two legs in front on the back stretch? When is to be considered wire to wire? When is the first time yep. they say the horse is leading? Right. So it has to be after by the time they hit the wire the first time. This is a mile and three sixteenths at Pimlico, so it's basically a three hundred yard sprint to the wire. Uh-huh. Uh, that first call is right in that general vicinity. So it has to be the first call of the racing chart, and 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 it, and it needs to be all ones from there. I mean, the horse could be ahead by a hit just by a head or a neck or something like that at that point. But as long as that horse is ahead by the chart callers at that first call and stays there, that would be considered wire to wire. Do you think this is a uh, – this this race to me sets up for Epicenter, right, because there, of a lack of speed? There's not early speed like we've had before? I, I think he couldn't have gotten a better post. Um, I think the, the eight is terrific because it gives Joel Rosario – if you remember the Derby, he's in the three, right? So he didn't have a lot of options early in the race, and it's kind of been a crowd. This time, and again, a perfect scenario, he's loose in the lead. But if he's not, Rosario looks to his left, he sees what's happening, and he kind of maybe he's three deep on the first turn, but a length or two off the pace, which is the gold spot, mm-hmm. if you're on the best course, mm-hmm. which I think he is. Shouldn't be any traffic trouble. The only – interesting, when I look at this, the only – possible why of this ointment is so the ortiz brothers uh jose is on uh early voting uh he actually took off the horse he was uh, rat rode in the derby simplification johnny velasco is going to ride that horse but his brother irad ortiz is on armanac who's the seventh who also has speed he just went wire to wire in a race in california but i don't think the brothers are going to end up in a speed duel uh but it'd be interesting to see what Armanac does on the first turn with Irad Ortiz. Is he going to try to float Epicenter out a little wide, or the brothers going to have a little chat for the race? Uh, all those kind of things you got to think about as you're uh, trying to make sense of who's going to be where and who's going to be yeah. helped by being there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, well, where does that leave Secret Oath coming out of the four? Are they going to just hold her back a little bit? I think she sits mid-pack, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth. Most of the way, that's kind of how she runs. 
and then she, I would suspect that uh, Luis Saez, somewhere around, say, the five-eighths of a half-mile pole in the backstretch, is going to try to get her out of there, get, depending on where she is, get her to the outside and, and, and head off after the leaders. Now, the question is, I mean, she's able to pass the, all the horses she's been dealing with up till now, but if she's got to run by, like, epicenter or early voting, is she going to be good enough to be able to do that? I think that's the question. I don't doubt that she's going to make a move. The question is, is that move going to be good enough against a better competition? Dick, thanks. Fascinating. I uh, love talking horse racing with you. Uh, it was good to catch up with you again. We'll talk to you before the Belmont. Sounds good. And check out all those props on that online.ag, like you talked about. The wire to wire is one of them, but a whole bunch of them on there. Thanks, for, thanks so much. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, Dick.